Welcome to a very special episode of Black Sheep and Bad Apples. I am your host, Lauren O'Brien. What you just heard is the sound of a Fall River Brewing Company num num juice. I want to give a shout out to Matt Wallace for recommending me try it again because I definitely didn't Love. think I was going to enjoy it. Uh, great musician. Uh, we're here in the studio tonight doing a live broadcast uh, to the town of, well, to the world, but more importantly to, the, to our nice little town of Hayford. Technically nice the whole little, universe. Well, yeah. yeah. <coughs> our nice little community, though, is where we're trying to... Do, do you guys want to take a round and introduce yourselves? Ooh, this is new. Yeah. I figured you, yeah. you guys can introduce your damn selves now that we're all grown-ups on the podcast. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Well, it's our mitzvah. <laughs> I'm Sean Hill here at Fourth Corner Studio. Uh, owner, operator, producer. You. Uh, put honor around the poker tabler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's a bit of a bullshitter himself. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely terrible at bluffing. Mr. Mr. Uh, across um, the table for me. Oh, well, that would be Joe Dacey, yeah, it is. Uh, the resident storyteller, as you, I was kinged, which I really we, like. Yeah, we've, we've dubbed you the resident storyteller. I like that a lot. There was oh. a very weird. Uh, there was a very weird ritual involving. Like, it wasn't a sword, bugs. but like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't a sword. <laughs> it felt like one though. Yeah, it was heavy on my shoulders. Machete. But, like, machete. <laughs> And, and hey, what's up, baby? Yeah. Oh, you got a name? I'm Sam. Or? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> he is. And uh, what were you spraying on the microphone? Oh, this is um, hand sanitizer spray. Oh, yeah. It says what it's for in the name of the product. <laughs> yeah, peppermint, peppermint citrus. Mm, I hope you get electrocuted. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so so, <laughs> so it's got a nice, <laughs> yeah, gets it's got a nice, nice smell zapped. to it. You know, yeah. keeps my own personal microphone sterilized nice. in these trying times. Yeah. yeah. So, so speaking of trying times, uh, I do want to say that tonight we're going to talk a little bit about COVID nineteen. What we aren't going to talk about is the disease necessarily, though. So hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and get started with this. Nifty Let's little jump right in. Yeah, I'm jumping in. <clears throat> Test this water. <laughs> Everyone knows, knows about the new pandemic sweeping the world. The thought of coming to the end of one's life due to a shortage of food and water and proper shelter is an immensely stressful thought. We've seen wars, famines, droughts, and now it's time for the plague, or more accurately, a plague. The coronavirus strain COVID-19 is taking a huge chunk of meat out of the stable body that is our usual day-to-day. With shelter-in-place orders and President Trump and Jair Bolsonaro of Brazil (laughs) both being tested for the disease. And I'm pretty sure they both came up negative. So there's that. Uh, It seems that there's no corner of the world uh, that, that it won't affect. And There's a couple islands that uh, hasn't reached yet, which I, I that's love. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. In theory, not reach that island that stupid ass missionary kid got. Oh killed yeah, yeah, it's yeah. definitely not like, gonna. It shouldn't get there. It would In wipe theory, them the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, you're talking about. Well, I, I think thought, it's North Sentinel Island. And you know, I his name was Joe. I believe about one percent. You know, like of the stuff I actually read on yeah. the internet. Uh, but I did see an article about like missionaries actively going into like the Amazon and stuff to we got to save them to <laughs> to like do their missionary work Where during their this souls during are in this peril. Uh, yeah what if they die um you know epidemic and so you know i'm never surprised at the stupidity of people yeah christians and and so 
the, the disease that's coming around right now is, is kind of typically similar to the flu with like fever chills and things like that, but it also infects the lungs and sinuses. Uh, it's mainly a flu with respiratory symptoms and as such can be transmitted through sneezing and coughing. It has hidden symptoms though. Things that, that it does that are so subversive that it was hard to track down exactly what happened. See, <clears throat> tonight's episode and what we're going to be talking about is the story of why can't I wipe my own ass? All right, yeah, I'm kind of curious about this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Are your muscles too big? Uh, they're <laughs> yes, Sam. If you're, you're too swole. Yeah, too, too swole. Too he swole. also has to use a straw to drink anything. Yeah. You got a really cool can't Japanese toilet. To my, can't hold things to my mouth. Um, but the, the Why Can't I Wipe My Own Ass will be the title of tonight's episode. But it's just a hyperbole. Um, I can and do most of the time. But it also seems that due to a respiratory illness... <laughs> you like that line, Sam? <laughs> it was very well, very well written. Oh, yeah. Due to this rep- respiratory illness, people were flocking to the grocery store. They're, of course, flocking towards cough syrup, sanitation supplies, and food. But they've also gone after the goddamn toilet paper. Now, at the time of the podcast, I'm not panic buying anything. And I'm just kind of continuing on like normal. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's just kind of a normal day-to-day thing. And before the pandemic, uh, I was also a casual shopper. I just kind of go in and, and buy what I need and get the fuck out of there. And We're all kind of casual people anyway. Yeah, we right? really are. <laughs> Even this podcast has got a casuality <laughs> to it. Very <laughs> attitude. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, so, C'est la vie. <laughs> so in our small town, uh, for people who don't know, we're from a town called Hayfork. It's about 2,500 people or so. Uh, I don't, and I don't really know of a whole lot of people that subscribe to the hysteria that can, can be found in the larger cities. Our town just two weeks ago had, stog- had shelves stocked and ready for purchase. Now the pandemic is upon us, and I, and I, say, I say as a global term, the shelves have been significantly diminished. Most items you'd like to purchase are still there, but the toiletry section seems to be hit really hard. <clears throat> so the title of, of the episode, Why Can't I Wipe My Own Ass, might be misleading, because the question isn't, why can't I wipe my own ass? But rather, we're asking the other side of this question. Who made it so I can't wipe my own ass? <laughs> and Fox I want to find somebody to blame. Yeah, and it's I, 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 an incredibly frustrating thing. <laughs> well, uh, let, we could start by blaming the tragedy to the commons. <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs> capitalism. We, <laughs> there's a lot of different layers of this that we can... We can, we can there, there's layers to this onion, and the center of the onion is me not wiping my own ass. I mean... Do you not? Do you need some toilet paper, dude? Like, no, no, I'm again. It's a hyperbole. I have I'm, like a ten month supply. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so it's taken quite some time to track this down. Like literally about two weeks or so for me to like go and explore all the all the different things. But I'm fairly certain we can blame this on Johnny Carson. Yeah. Johnny Carson. Yeah. Wait. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm very I curious. I'm here surprised. with you. But I was so surprised, like <laughs> as surprised as you guys are. You see, in 1973, there was an absolute shitload yeah, of shortages. Shit. There was the stock market crash in the first couple of months of 73. Later in the year, the Arab uh, oil embargo caused gasoline prices in the U.S. to go from $3 to $12 a barrel, which seems pretty nice n- to, in nowadays standards, but that's <laughs> yeah. literally a quadrupling of price. <laughs> It was all of a sudden, 45 cents a gallon. <laughs> Fuck my life. I'm losing my mind. I used to pay 11. <laughs> that was last week. Um, so from the information that I gathered, gas, electricity, and apparently onions, which is why I was using onions earlier, uh, were all limited su- supply. This was kind of a shock to the U.S., so much so that it imbued the average human being with a form of mass hysteria. 
a psychology of shortage took over the nation. November of 1973 came around, and Harold V. Froelich, which I'm probably mispronouncing, but I'm just going to power through it, a congressman out of Wisconsin had gotten wind from people that there was a reduced stream of pulp paper. Mind you, this is only in Wisconsin. Only in Wisconsin. Uh, and, and so there was a reduced stream of pulp paper, and that's the most raw form of basically every kind of paper, like toilet paper, newspapers, like fucking everything's basically made out of this. And so uh, Harold V. Froelich, uh, released a press statement on the 16th of November, but nobody really paid much attention to it. In fact, nobody really paid any attention to the shortage until Froelich's second press release, which noted that the National Buying Center, fucking great name, by the way, <laughs> uh, the National Buying Center hadn't been able to find more supplies of, of their, their pulp paper. So in his statement, along with a bunch of other shit, he basically said, quote, the U.S. may face a shortage of toilet paper within a few months. So it's pretty, pretty responsible of him to be like, hey, just a heads up, we might be running out of this stuff. Uh, <clears throat> so this press release, uh, unlike the first one, was heard loud and clear. The major news outlets began touting, may, uh, may face a shortage as will have a shortage, which cascaded into we have a toilet paper shortage. <laughs> but the fascinating thing about this is not the shortage itself, it's the fact that there hadn't been any shortage yet. Johnny Carson was one of these press outlets, one of these people that took this, the second press release and was like, did you guys hear about all this crazy shit that's happening? So Johnny Carson uh, was one of these press outlets, and amongst many of the shortages to talk about, Carson said this, quote, you know, we've got all sorts of shortages these days, but have you heard the latest? I'm not kidding. I saw it in the papers. There's a shortage of toilet paper. 20 million viewers saw this. <laughs> That, to me, is uh, just an astounding number. And it's also, like, pretty irresponsible, too, because, uh, again, it went from we may face a shortage to we will have a shortage to we have a fucking shortage now. And See, I heard that, and all I heard was how he used to play to, like, what, 20 million people every night. Like, yeah, that's fucking very incredible. Very impressive. Like, yeah, like, if we think the four That'll people never happen again. Yeah, <laughs> if, if, if we think that oh, there's... no. Yeah, no. No, because he was the only one. He yeah. was the only guy. Yeah, yeah like a, he really was. Basically a monopoly on the market. Yeah, and he really started the whole thing off, too, from what I understand. It, oh, it, yeah. You know, it started off with those uh, variety show hours and stuff, like, from, like, the 40s and 50s and stuff Miss like a that. variety In show. In the dance... Um, oh yeah, like the the dance You're shows. Talking about Soul Train. <laughs> yeah, like Soul Train. Yeah. But like uh, older than that, that that was going on. I feel like for a while, but I don't really know. Yeah, and I don't I don't know I anything came, about that. I didn't come prepped to like talk about like <laughs> dance TV from the forties. You mean, you mean that's something that you didn't you didn't go to school for? You just, bro. I barely went to school. Is not a place for smart people. Well, all right, Rick. That's <laughs> all right. <laughs> So there's also this thing called a self-fulfilling prophecy, and as I've said and will say many more times, um, when people hear the phrase may face a shortage, if they're civilized and calm and resistant to sensationalist news, they would hear something along the lines of, no worries, we'll keep you updated, keep buying and shitting like normal. However, when the press began to talk about the shortage, the insane masses heard, we will have a shortage. So with people beginning to literally worry about their own asses, these people chose to go to the store and buy some arbitrary number of toilet paper to subdue them until the end of what probably seemed like a nuclear apocalypse or some religious... There, there's always apocalypses that people, people grab onto, you know what I mean? Well, we're talking about a species that when they broadcast a, a live reading of the War of the Worlds, 
people tuned in and thought it was real and like flung themselves Panicked out of windows and panic. That would have been, been a great thing to, to have touched on in this podcast, but I totally forgot about that. They did it in yeah. Venezuela and people yeah. died. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And they, yeah. And people <laughs> killed themselves. People panicked and died. People did crazy stuff. They, yeah. Not everybody, but enough people, like enough people that it proves a point. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and about I think our, well, that's what, like, a person is smart, people like a, are dumb. Yeah. And that, that, more to the point of what you're saying, Sam, I think that we as human beings have this fear of death. And so what we attach to that is like shortage and things like that. But in, in essence, we're all a part of the same cult where it's like, hey, should I panic? No, you're not panicking. I'm not panicking. <laughs> nobody's stampeding yet. So like I shouldn't have to run either. You know what I mean? But then once everybody else runs, nobody stops to be like, should I be running? Maybe it was just a loud bang from like a car backfiring. Well, it's it's hard. You ha- if you're in the middle of a pack and it decides to stampede, you have to stampede with it. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll be trampled to death. And that's that's why. And that's the, the people difference. in Hayfork. This is why the people exactly. in Hayfork didn't right. fucking panic because they're people who stand at the edge of the herd anyway. That's the that's the psychology of of, of Hayfork. Of Hayforkers, <laughs> we live. We live hours from any anything even resembling like a city, <laughs> hours from a city, and yeah, I don't know. It's that's like we're we're not all the same. We don't we don't all like agree on the same things or any of that. But, but there the, is this underlying value to I, that I've noticed to people here that there's a little bit more self reliance. Yeah, well, and, and I, I also and, think uh, and and kind of like we don't like crowds. Well, and. You know, and also things take so slow. Like I, I used to remember the time, or like how long it took from for news to travel from the east to west coast. It was like five days at one point, and now it's basically instantaneous. But that same idea applies here. Um, it applies in in the sense that like, if things happen elsewhere in the world, it's going to take a long time for it to happen here. And so for for a lot of us here, we're kind of just. I mean, we're all shelter in placing, from what I understand. But we're kind of hunkering down and just kind of watching everybody panic in the oh, streets, yeah. which is my favorite part. We're about in this the whole perfect thing. place. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> which is why I decided to do a podcast about something whimsical, like my ass. So when people start started panic buying, the grocery stores were left empty, being as how a town of so many people only needs so much TP per week. Oh, this is about our town here. Uh, so when people start panic buying, the grocery store was left empty. But being as how we really only need so much teepee in a month or, or whatever the time being, the shelves remain empty until the next shipment comes. Now, the people going to the to the stores were seeing empty shelves of toilet paper, which indicated that the shortage had already arrived. So I guess we're actually still back in time with uh, with Mr. Carson. Mm-hmm. Terrible writing. Well, I also lost Pretty my place. Pretty big show. Yeah. So those who had not already bought toilet paper made their way to the stores, and as the shelves were stocked, they bought as much as they could, because again, you gotta worry about your own ass. <laughs> and so when people went into stores and found toilet paper and bought as much as they could, the shelves were emptied again, and people, you know, the cycle kind of continued. Until, like, basically everybody just calmed the fuck down and <laughs> wiped their asses <laughs> like normal. Yeah, people still probably have toilet paper from that rush in their like store oh. from back then. <laughs> yeah, and if people were like hawking toilet paper now at like exorbitant rates, imagine how much that toilet, like vintage toilet paper, is worth now. <laughs> well, no, it's all look. one ply. Like you don't want any of that toilet paper. It's like cardboard. <laughs> I mean, on some level, my opinion is like price gougers should just be. 
jumped no. for their shit. Yeah, like it's been happening though. Like people yeah, that have been trying. Yeah, no, like, it, like, this is this. It always happens. You know what I mean? No, you know? that but they, the they've been the getting day, their own. Well, like, at the end of the day, you know the people that sympathize with the enemy in this case shortage. Yeah, but like throughout history, like we've always, always, always. 100% executed the sympathizers when, like, the enemy was defeated. Uh, oh, I, I could I could show you a lot of Nazi sympathizers that are still very very prominent <laughs> in our society. <laughs> Why don't we move <laughs> off on that for another podcast? Episode? Yeah, that's a different <laughs> subject. Let's yeah, that, not get that, too hyphy. We went it, to the but... moon. <laughs> <laughs> so again, my question we'll be examining today is basically the question of like why. Like, why, why do people act like this? So, uh, I want to also get into how it started here currently, because in 73, Carson and many, many, many other news outlets had caused this hysteria. So, again, my question is, who the fuck do I blame now? Mm, Fox News. Well, it seems that the toilet paper shortage was a staggered event happening all across the world. <laughs> it's actually really, really strange. So... In March of 2020, a WhatsApp message was sent around China. <laughs> this message WhatsApp. <laughs> ruinous. It's a ruinous, it, ruinous app. It, it, if you guys want to read the translated version of this here in a little bit, I'll, I, I do have a version of that to read. Is it like do you Google remember? translates like Mandarin slang kind uh, of translation? I don't, I don't know Mandarin, but so I assume that it's slang, but it, it it's just kind of a list. So we'll, no, we'll get to that here in a minute. Do you we'll remember when WhatsApp first came out? And no. like It was just like... like you could talk to your friends from all over the world without having a phone package. And like that was their way of doing it. And it's only been used for crime. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? We're also going to touch on that a little while too. I mean, when I was in, when I was in Spain, everybody just used it. That's just what they used. Well, like nobody had. <laughs> Stop Jesus you right your tracks. God damn it. I won. <laughs> Joseph Daisy. Dead 327 2020. <laughs> Died of the virus. <laughs> yeah, the quote unquote. For sure, the virus for, did this. For it sure. Kicked his ass. So oh, the message man. was sent around uh, China. And in, in, it was actually uh, in like the later part of February, but it, I, the, the message that I got out was like the beginning of March. Um, and, and the message was sent around claiming there would be shortages of a series of different products, among many things like spaghetti and Korean noodles. Uh, the message also said there would be a shortage of, quote, large part of the brand paper, end quote, and, quoting again, Tempo Vinda, unquote, deer paper. Now, the pertinent information is Tempo is a subsidiary, a subsidiary of Vinda. So we're going to talk about Vinda a little bit. It's a large corporation that mainly focuses on hygiene products. They're one of the world's biggest toilet paper manufacturers. So In there the was a world or... Uh, it, in China, China, but also, the, yeah. uh, I think also, I think they kind of stick around like the, the Asian region, but uh, uh, from what I know, they're one of the largest corporations that yeah. makes hygiene products. So that's, that's the only information I put in here. Hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure we get some, some stuff from there, but probably not a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there was a message sent by them, but nobody knows who sent it <laughs> because Nobody sent the message who works for Vinda. Yes, you no don't one wanted WhatsApp. to raise their hand. <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah, you don't use WhatsApp to send a corporate message to the world. You use a press release like a fucking human being. 
I mean, in the instance that corporations are human beings? Now they are. You can get fucked so hard right now, Sam. Bro, I don't believe that. I'm just saying that's the legality. That's, that's the well, world and, we live in now. Well, and if they're, you know? if they're technically legal persons, I mean, I don't know how should, they, should they still only that's get $1,200 a month? Or $1,200 <laughs> for the... Anyway, we're getting into the other stuff. So they have a higher tax. I thought we said no more. politics. Sorry, sorry. So the message uh, that was sent around uh, basically China, uh, it said things like, update the production line from the mainland to stop work. The following brand goods for limited, fast, no. Then it lists a series of products and personal messages, one of them being, I'll be back soon. So before we continue on, I think Mr. Sam should go ahead and... Uh, Breakdance. Yeah, just just, uh, just read, read a little bit of that. Or, or all you, of it. You want me to Vogue. do the list? I'll do yeah, the list. Yeah, Hold do on. The list. Oh, jeez. Do the list for me. Gosh. Yeah. Does and, it zoom in? Uh, you can. It's, <laughs> yeah. Hold, hold the, the control it. button. Oh, you got it. You're good. Wait, uh, did I? I don't know. Let me help you out. Uh, no, stop. Do, 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 okay, help do. me out. I fucked up. I broke <laughs> I'm like, let me help you. And you're oh, there like, we go. No. There we go. No, I okay, don't okay, need there help. We, go. we got it. Okay. Ooh, this this is great. It's really good. <laughs> oh, I need to move it a little closer. Yeah, do your thing. <laughs> All right. Taste Road. Zhujiang Bridge. Long City. And the other Lar Li Kum Key Products. Tao D drinks, Hung for Fuk. Oh wow, that's a yeah. By the way, he's reading a <laughs> list of things. Yeah, it's and it's it's like English letters. Yeah, but not English words. No. Okay, <laughs> so I'm sorry, and I'm trying very hard not to offend anybody's sensibilities, but I'm gonna fuck this up for sure. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> 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 you gotta see the faces that he's making right now. <laughs> it's all in the eyes. <laughs> Did you fucking make this list? No, I like, so, so okay, uh, hold on. Well, hold on. A little history about this. So, no, I, don't be insensitive. I, 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 uh, during my research, Hung I found a Fukal. <laughs> so, also, I found I found this list, uh, this message from a, a Reddit page oh, that people talking about the the beginning of the. <laughs> of the, the toilet paper shortage. And I found one of the guys who knew a lot about it and asked him to send me a copy of it, a screen capture. And that's, that's what he's reading, but it's translated. So yeah. 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 So yeah, the, the, the other bits in, I'm assuming Mandarin, I assume as well. Yeah. Um, and is not something I can read at all. <laughs> Vetus, which just, which just fucking makes me think of that Russian, the Russian pop singer. Vetus? I've never that, heard of him. Isn't that isn't it like the guy with the? Oh, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> is that someone? No, else? No, oh, no, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring that up. Later. We'll come back to yeah, this yeah. Vetus dude if you don't know Vetus. <laughs> Vetus. So Vetus Worldwide. Uh, large part of the major. Uh, wait, large part of the brand paper. I'll be back soon. The following goods are available in Lin Kimmy. Maybe Lynn, maybe it's just Kimmy is one of the goods that are available. I don't yeah, know. that's probably how it goes. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Jin Feng Rice. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You got that one. Store must be immediately manual slash a pool. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, he's not even fucking this up. That's what it sounds like. That's what it looks a like pool. to read this. UPL. UPL. 
products for replacement Korean noodles, Taiwan Bay. Yeah, don't, uh, Taiwan Bay is apparently out so of production. Google whatever Taiwan Bay is. I want to know. Can't what get any more Taiwan Bay. Spaghetti. I feel like that's a spice. All right. It might be. Pass powder. Pass powder, you know? Uh, that's what uh, magicians use what? when they throw on the ground and it makes it a big cloud and they run pass. away. What? How to get past the toll. <laughs> Only a kid from Jersey would know that. Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> Korean can head. Yeah, that was... Oh, I know what... Shut up. Foreign foreign tank head. (laughs) Tempo slash Vinda deer paper. (laughs) I have a friend who does well come. That's actually a store name, welcome. All one word. Yeah, all one word. But not like one L, two L's, L's, welcome. How uh, is it? C U M or C O M? C O M E. Am I missing a little bit of this? That there is up. another thing, but I, I was going to get to that. Oh, once, oh, once you oh I was. I was missing a bunch. The following Ooh. goods are limited quality, only partial goods. Kimmy. Okay, yeah. Okay. So store must be immediately manual slash uplift large quantities of the following products for replacement: Korean noodles, Taiwan Bay spaghetti, pass powder, Korean can head. Foreign tank head, tempo, Vinda deer products. I have a friend who welcome lecture, twelve forty five. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful note. And, like I'm sure it, I'm sure it reads much better in in Mandarin than it does in English. Oh, it's a, in Mandarin. Joe? It's a haiku. Joe, you spent a lot of time in China. Yeah, can like almost you, two years. Can nah, you read? Not a word. Okay. <laughs> Ni hao, shei shei. That's so how I much know. better. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm really glad we they got to gave re- me a uh, uh, translator Shoot. to walk around with. Oh, right. oh, that's, <laughs> I was that's, a spoiled brat in China. <laughs> was that before or after Dubai? Time. Um, after. Oh, okay, so Dubai was the first place I went to. Jesus <laughs> Christ! So, and this was. Uh, never mind. We. I'll ask you later. <laughs> yeah. So obviously there was a message sent. Nobody Probably. knows who <laughs> sent it, but there was a fucking message sent. And if we're examining the why in this episode in regards to Hong Kong shortage, I think it's clear whoever did this was trying to either prank people or panic people. By the way, it worked, and it worked well. It worked so well that toilet paper became a commodity for which to fight. So, a big, bold headline from BBC practically shouts, Coronavirus, armed robbers steal hundreds of toilet paper rolls in Hong Kong. And the I rest want of the... to see that Ocean's Eleven so yeah, bad. It. <laughs> it's like Ocean's heist. Four. <laughs> Ocean's Four pandemic. Ocean's Eleventeen. <laughs> yeah, and so if you, if you want to go and check out that article, it's going to be exactly what you think it is. It doesn't get better, or it, it's not a hopeful. It doesn't provide one with hope. But according to the article, several men went, uh, hope went and robbed is a mistake. <laughs> several men went and robbed a delivery truck driver Obama's at night not here point, anymore. stealing hundreds of rolls. Two people were arrested and some toilet paper recovered, but it really goes to show how far people will go to either profit from a crisis or just react to it. And I also want to include this little detail before we we get off to a a tiny little break. The total cost of the toilet paper that was stolen was 1,699 HKD Hong Kong dollars. Sounds like a lot, right? Did you just say hundred twice? I thought I so too. I did. I did. So let, let me try that again. Sixteen thousand nine hundred ninety-five Hong Kong dollars, which translates to about 
$218 worth of toilet paper. <laughs> well, but, but that's not street oh, value. No, street right. value is a whole other thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Sean, you, street Sean, value, it's like You could like step on it a little bit and how like, much would like you buy double a, each one. Sean, how much would you buy a 12-pack of toilet paper on the street for? Ooh, on the street. On it like, like pandemic prices. I just, I just bought a ketchup, I promise. <laughs> I just bought a toilet pack of toilet paper, and it was the second to last toilet paper pack Ooh. in town. Oh shit! Actually, and I got it from the hardware store. <laughs> which I You're thought kidding. was no, I'm not even joking. I went in there after the grocery store. Obviously, the aisle was empty with toilet paper and hand sanitizer, which I asked the aisle. Then I went across the street to get prop a little bottle of green propane for my cook stove, and I was like, "Hey, just I know this is a stupid question. Long but shot. Do you have hand sanitizer?" And he was like, "We got." <laughs> whatever's left over there and it was you just pointed to the it corner it was one bottle it was on like a little end shelf and he was like i'm surprised we even got any of the last the last shipment but there was one bottle of purell and three little spritzers of some organic free i, I the, the hand lab, sanitizing yeah. stuff everyone for everybody hand sanitizer spray 99.9 percent effective against most common germs peppermint and citrus yeah it was a plug but uh, so I got that for a little. Th- I was like, I might as well. There was three of those in one standard little Purell bottle. I got the last Purell, Shit. and then I got back out to the car, and lady girlfriend was like, "Hey, <laughs> what about toilet paper?" And I was like, I "Really? Like I'm not even thinking two steps ahead right now." Yeah. I was like, "Well, I guess I'll go ask." And I went in, and I was like, "All right, stupid question I had to ask." Uh, toilet paper and he was like yeah we got some right over there in the aisle and i was like really oh i like the imagery that you go up and you're like you're like hey you guys got toilet paper and he's like behind this cloak he's he's like yeah we got tp follow me in the back (laughs) but i still imagine you sort of like kicking one foot like looking down i still did like a double guess and then like blamed it on my girlfriend you know type of deal (laughs) i was like walked back out of the car like they said they got a little bit down the aisle and she was like well you should probably think ahead and i was like Kicking my shoes, like, I guess I'll go back in again. <laughs> and went in, and he was like, yeah, down the aisle over there. And I was like, all right. And shuffled down the aisle. No, there was two 12-packs left. And he was like, that's all there's going to so be. So, again, back to the question, how much would you spend on the street for, we'll say we'll say a 6 or 12-pack of, of TP? I feel like I spent at least a dollar a roll when I was how, there just on the shelf far, price. But on the street, how much would you How long am so I like without double the toilet price? paper? Yeah, because like, I'm just trying to understand the street value of the TP that these Hong Kong men stole. <laughs> That's how long am I without soap <laughs> or a shower? Fuck, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't I mean. just like, jump really? in the shower. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get into that a little just bit. Just wash your asshole. Like, I just there's yeah. a sink. I'll start soap. buying shop rags here pretty soon. All right, you know, so, I mean, so you don't those. have that. You don't have that option. But uh, there's a public laundry mat that I can wash my. That is oh, yeah, fucking sure. disgusting. Sean. <laughs> you are well, a terrible human being. And on that well, note, no, just first you go down to the creek and you hand wash them in the creek. With some detergent, I mean, you get, you get you the know? mud off the outside, and then you throw it the in the mud. Wash it. <laughs> air quotes. Well, on that note, some I, of that human mud. <laughs> on that note, I guess we're gonna go nice to a, a short little. Uh, what do we agree on? Five ten, John. What are we? Uh, a little ten minute break. Yeah, a little here. ten minute break. Yeah. So we're gonna go for a ten minute break. Leave us a like, comment, share, whatever. We really appreciate you guys listening, and I hope you guys are enjoying this as much as I am. Break. Bye. Fuck Hobo Johnson. Thank you for listening to the Black Sheep and Bad Apples Independent Podcast, broadcasting to you from Fourth Corner Studio out of Hayfort, California. If you're enjoying this, 
please remember to hit the subscribe button or like on our YouTube page. Our YouTube page is Black Sheep and Bad Apples. You can also find us on Facebook at Fourth Corner Music. Fourth Corner Music, supporting independent podcast, music, and more. Time I know that you seem to come and go, so I take back down the things you've thrown around. You said, I know why, yes, I know why you've got those troubles in your head, and that's why you couldn't rest. So I turn it all around for you. Too soon. Too soon.
Thank you for tuning in, and now back to Black Sheep and Bad Apples. Hey, we're back! We're back. I hope you guys missed us, because fuck, I've missed you guys. Oh, so Sam, did you want to talk about something before I continue on? <clears throat> I mean... You want to talk about the propaganda thing, maybe a little bit, or... What? what? Never mind. Are you talking about the, the Quaker toilet paper? Yeah. Oh, no. Do you know who the Quakers are? I have no idea. Well, actually. you can make an oatmeal cookie and wipe your ass with that. But that's true, too. Uh, no, this is not Quaker. I mean, yes, the Quaker oatmeal dude he was is... A Quaker. He was a Quaker, right? The Quakers are uh, they're a group of people. They're that, pretty rad. They're uh, actually really yeah. cool. They're like one of my favorite... 
favorite, if not my favorite, like religious groups of Christians. Oh, they're religious. Th- there's um, a Quaker school in Philadelphia that uh, G Love uh, went to from G Love and the Special Sauce, <laughs> and he still comes back to that school like once a like right. every year and performs for them. And it's a big. Like, they love the arts. I'm uh, sure there's some like dark side to Quaker. There always but, is a dark side. <laughs> but but the Quakers were like a really industrious and, and innovative sect of Christian ideology, I guess you could say. Um, and they had all these um, orphanages because I don't believe that they believed in marriage. They were all, uh, what's it called when you don't have sex? <clears throat> oh. Abstinent. Abstinent. I'm pretty sure. You're like, I don't even know the word. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I should. <laughs> fuck my life. Um, no, don't fuck your life, then. But the <laughs> so the Quakers. Anyway, I'll, I'll wrap this up really quick. Yeah, but please. The Quakers <laughs> were these people, and they they kind of shunned a lot of like modern advancements. They were they were luddites, sort of, but not really in the same way that they weren't like they took our jobs. They were like those. Those are things that we're supposed to do. Like these, these are the labors of the daily tasks. But they didn't use toilet paper. This is my fucking point, right? Okay, finally, these, these interesting people, three seashells, <laughs> didn't use toilet paper in their latrines. They used fresh corn cobs that had been shucked of the corn. Actually, some some senator and recently suggested that he's like, run out of TP, use corn cobs. And it's like, what the? I fuck? actually You're heard from that Iowa? too. Yeah, right. and, and and so I was I was thinking of that. I was like, no, plant some corn. Every little kernel of corn will give you like two two wipes, two, two wipes solid, at the very and, least. And you know. I Fuck bet corn. I bet that's a clean ass when you're done with it's like a scrub brush that's not really that scrubby <laughs> and it's kind of soft. I well, fresh I, corn is not hard. No, I mean exactly. the inside is, but like the but very you middle cup of you the chewed cob, the corn the, off of it's going to be a little soft. I don't. But I mean around first, here and it'll be ribbed for all of our yeah, pleasure. Of our yeah, <laughs> it's like if a cat was a vegetable and licked your asshole. Oh, <laughs> no, no, I don't want to do it now. I don't, don't want to do it. <laughs> All right, so back to the podcast. And we're done. One thing I wanted to note before we continue on is, is uh, earlier I mentioned that, uh, that in China, the, the toilet paper crisis started in March of 2020. I want to correct that and say that it actually, February 5th was when the WhatsApp message came out. And so after that was when, uh, was when they started panic buying everything. Um, so I just want to make that little correction before we continue on to Japan was soon after Hong Kong. With reports coming in of toilet paper shortages as early as late February. See, now that one's unacceptable because they have the cool toilets that wipe your own ass. The robot toilets. That's an awesome thing to think about from our our podcast (laughs) episode about the robots. (laughs) Dyson invents the robot toilet. (laughs) It's great. They have attachments if you say you're like a male or a female. But if you're a male and you say that you're a female, the water just like cleans your balls. It's great, man. Well, all right. <laughs> Joe so, is also our worldly toilet expert. Yeah. So I've never a, a, used a, one. I've just researched them, and I really want one. An article for the... Uh, I'm going to fuck this up, too, because it's Japanese. Mainichi. Uh, for an article from the Mainichi uh, Japanese news outlet has an article titled... It's pretty good. Japan toilet paper shortages are unconnected to coronavirus, but that's encouraging. It wasn't an incredibly cur- encouraging article, though. It was... It, what it did, though, it, 
shine a little bit of light on the production of toilet paper, uh, of their to- production of toilet paper. The article discusses a rumor spread throughout social media that the that uh, uh, excuse me that the paper that is being used to make toilet paper had been in, in, uh, earmarked to make face masks. Now, this is in no way accurate, but it seems social media just ran with it anyway because it's fucking social media. <laughs> Yet another case of, quote, it could be turning into it will be turning into it is. So the article highlights that masks are made from non-woven fibers and toilet paper is made of a combination of 40% pulp and 60% used paper. The pulp comes in as an import from North and South America and, quote, obtaining it is reportedly in no way an issue. But nevertheless, the shelves remain empty with people panic buying up toilet paper and other supplies in mass. So... This isn't like a, uh, eventually we're going to get to the United States, but this isn't a thing that just happened here. People aren't just panicking here in the United States. And I want to emphasize that this is something, this kind of hysteria is just worldwide. This kind of panic over, over any kind of crises and, and having to stock up for the end of the world. For me, it's just very hilarious, especially because I've been watching the, uh, the, on Netflix, they've got the uh, Doomsday Preppers, which we talked about a little bit earlier, not on the podcast. And God, Nat Geo does such a great job of making these people look like idiot fucking assholes. It's, and how can you have your own Doomsday Prepper spot if you? In, I mean, it's annoying. If you bring um, Nat Geo to the spot, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always like think about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think. Obviously, they're not expecting like people to remember. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? You mean this has happened before, Sam? Could you elucidate that? Because I don't could think I what. <laughs> could, well, uh, could you make it more lucid? Uh, so, like, I don't think in 2012 people panicked over anything, or in 2000 people panicked over anything. Like, I don't remember any events that are co- you fucking kidding me? To, to those These two are people <laughs> to those two things. Not worldwide panic, yeah. though. Uh, I, I haven't done enough research to validate but, that. Uh, like that's why no, I keep going back. Put over. their computers in their backyards in in two thousand <laughs> yeah. because they were afraid they were going to explode or, or turn into these mechs. Or you know, <laughs> two thousand twelve wasn't the end of the world. I'm just saying, yeah. people, people, quote unquote, air quotes, are really prone to They're fucking fucking panic. dumb. <laughs> Holy fucking flighty chicken sauce. I, I don't I, even know what to do with I that. I think just as Americans, we look for any reason for a holiday or a party, if that makes sense. Well, so, oh, coronavirus, shut it down. No schools, no toilet paper, whatever. No, it's just like, throw a kager in your backyard well, for the next month. Addition, it's going to be fine. In, in addition to that, what I would also say is that like people look for a reason to party for any circumstance, but people also look for a reason to panic under any circumstance. Yeah, They're like, a flies in the room? I should panic about it. Might have, you know, H1. N1, which is only transmitted through mosquitoes, from what I understand. <laughs> Back to the article, though. I haven't heard anything West with Nile that virus. in mind about how mosquitoes carry coronavirus. Yeah, you know, you know it, it almost seems like this coming. might just wash over and, and I'm be just, fine. You know, but who knows? So, with Hong Kong having started their toilet paper scare somewhere near February 3rd, the Japanese experienced their own around March 2nd, which is very interesting. It took about a month between China to Japan for all this to, to, to do his thing. Are you going to surprise me with like a gradient curve? No, I'm, I'm not going to. Well, what I am going to say, uh, what I am going to, I'm going to posit a question. When did this start happening to the United States? Well, uh, other than Johnny Carson, it appears that it also started around the beginning of March. 
a USA Today article uh, from around the time talks about people anticipating, quote, a potential quarantine, which we're now under. The article uh, starts very aptly with these four. Uh, <laughs> it's not really a quarantine. Yeah. It's, it's supposed to be. And that's South Africa is on a quarantine. <laughs> it's, it's a shelter in place. Yeah, shelter in place. Like... But people are, are you know, using that synonymously with, with quarantine. And sure. Stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. So, again, um, the, USA art, uh, the USA Today article starts very aptly with these four sentences. <clears throat> Keep calm and stop hoarding. The spread of the coronavirus in the U.S. won't wipe out our toilet paper supply. Or supplies of hand sanitizer, bottled water, and ramen. It will wipe out our That is, mouth. unless the frenzied stampedes for hand sanitizer and bottled water continue at their current pace. But if we were going to lose out on all that stuff, that's the uh, same announcement that they would put out. I mean, maybe. <laughs> yeah. like, I, 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 I want to believe you, but I feel like there would be a little bit more... More understand. So one of the rumors that I heard was that um, this corona. <laughs> this is actually one of my favorites, by the way, is that the coronavirus is here, um, uh, and they're they're kind of blowing it up in regards to to national news and and global news. Um, because what's what they're trying to do is they're trying to quarantine people. They're trying to to, to literally do the the agenda twenty one thing that everybody's so scared of. Because there's a comet coming to Earth at the end of November that's going to wipe out humanity. As, as God, it, I hope as so, man. And, 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 and so there's just there's so many things that you could like say like this is a cover up for. And, like, <laughs> I really wish that just like I don't know. It, it, it the, the the issue that I have is that people are panicking and they're trying to be like my panic is because uh, uh, well my panic is understandable because I'm not panicking about the disease. I'm panicking about, I don't know, the government sending robots after us or a fucking asteroid that's coming to Earth to fuck everything. Like, well, I, I don't but, know it, but it's crazy shit. But that's the thing that, <laughs> where there's to Earth to fuck so many... Yeah, there's so many things where, like, it kind of is the straw that just breaks the camel's back it is. for a lot of it where like, like, I feel like we were sitting on a powder keg for a very long time. <laughs> Yeah, and, and yeah. <laughs> well, and, and as Sam was talking about, like I, you know, I think people they naturally want to panic due, due to like the flight or flight thing that comes with the mob mentality thing, and I think it, it it's just a really good example uh, talking about how there's literally conspiracy theories that the eight, uh, rather the COVID nineteen is a cover up for a fucking asteroid that's coming to Earth to kill us all in like late October, November, or something like that. I don't know. I, I, I got plenty of quick conspiracies about it, uh, but really oh yeah, like, that would be a whole other episode. <laughs> a resident conspiracy theorist. <laughs> so what we're dealing with isn't a, a storyteller. Joseph. <laughs> so, so what we're dealing with isn't a shortage of resources. It's actually just people taking more than they need. When they do this, the shelves look empty, which causes people to to want products that they can't have. So when the shelves are restocked, they panic and buy it all over again. Yeah, it felt weird to me to like walk into the grocery store and see a shelf when I went to the coast and mm -hmm. I saw like these empty, empty shelves and like places where there was always like cash and carry. Yeah. And there was like more people there than I'd ever seen before. And this feeling that I got and I was like, wow, ooh, that thing, whatever that's going on right there, that's, I don't, I don't want that. it. I don't, I don't want need it. that shit. <laughs> Because it's just gonna make me act like these people who are all like standing in line coughing on each other like idiots. Yeah. And I just kept my hands in my pockets and and laughed like immediately because I didn't want to stay in the store with the you know like that. 
panic. Yeah. Well, and I also I want to reread what I just read because I want to emphasize the fact that this has been happening across the world for hundreds of years, but it's been to a lesser degree. There's a less population of people. There's well, you might less. call them the one percent. That again. So, so what we're dealing with isn't a shortage of resources. It's actually just people taking more than they need. Hmm. So remember that, as, as just, just in life in general, that this tiny little bit of hysteria is literally what billion and trillionaires, which there aren't any yet, um, that's, that's what they're doing. They're taking more than they fucking need, and they can never use all this toilet paper within the amount of time that the trucks are going to bring more. So continuing on, the huge category of things you should not do is listen to fear-mongering. There are people in this world who seek to profit off of your fear, and there are people who legitimately want you to understand the severity of a given situation. And those are two drastically different human beings. You can often tell the difference because one of these people will show you a problem and several ideas how to address the, the, the issue itself. The other will tell you about a problem and try to sell you a solution. However, being prepared isn't a bad idea. There are ways to get your stockpile going, but be aware that, again, some people are trying to profit off your fear. And there are many people and many organizations that are ready and waiting to sell you that which you fear to lose or that which you're afraid you may not be able to acquire later. And the typical way of doing this is to tell you that there will be a shortage and to prepare now. They often tell you big things are coming, whether it be nuclear apocalypse, martial law, famines, and they'll just fucking tell you anything you want to hear. This also applies to, like, religious people, doomsday preppers, that are like, Jesus is coming, and all the, you know, just pick your fucking poison. But the fact of the matter is, once they established in your head that something is coming, and we need to be prepared, they can sell you something to make you feel better. It's almost like literally telling you there's this huge impervious issue that you cannot control, but you can control it if you buy this product. So one thing I want to note is just stop panic buying, everybody. If you want to, if you want to get more, more prepared, there's several things you can do, and there's also several things you should not. And the category of things you should not do is panic. As I've said, people who panic lose control of cognitive processes, such as reasonable thinking. <laughs> the fight-or-flight response from fear and panic rushes blood from our heads and our guts to our arms and legs, giving us the utmost ability to escape or conquer that which is providing our threat. It takes a lot to pull away from fear and panic, but it's a possibility. The other thing you should not do is start stockpiling now. If you have not started stockpiling, j just don't. But I'm also going to address that. I'm, I'm going to address that here, here in a you second. You don't deserve to. Yeah. No, no, no. That's not at all what I'm going to say. You should have been buying one extra roll of toilet paper a year for the last 25 years. Well, and the fact of the matter is, if you buy much more than you normally would during this, this panic, you're going to continue a cyclical issue. Again, with the shelves being empty and then finally being full and people buying it and turning them empty again, that kind of panic is just going to continue cyclically. What you can do is buy one or two more of what you would already buy. If you buy beans every week, we'll say that you buy five cans of beans every week because you generally eat that amount throughout the week. Savage. Consider pur purchasing <laughs> one or two more cans that you wouldn't normally eat. Do this every week, and in a few weeks, you'll have a nice little stash to sit on. So go to the grocery store. If you know that you're going to eat a pound of rice in two weeks, buy an extra pound. 
Just buy one extra thing every time you go to the store. And what it does is it doesn't inundate and deluge our fucking system with too much buying. No, now, it, it actually kind of boosts the economy a little bit because everybody's buying a little bit more because they're a little bit worried. And yeah. Stuff, but not, you know, diminishing the shelf value so nobody is left without. And stuff. Exactly. It's just like, oh, the stores are like, oh, we got a hot sale this week. Yeah. Oh, it seems like our, we're doing a little bit better. Cool, we got a hot week this week. Yeah, and having said that, uh, steering away from my script a little bit, I do want to say that if if you are a person listening and, and are having trouble um, like getting food or getting resources, if you're immunocompromised or any anything to that degree, there are organizations out there that are happy to help you. Uh, I know here in Hayfork, there's just a coalition of people. They don't even have like a name yeah, that they're it's under. It's just the community. It's just the community <laughs> that they're happy to help provide these things for you. So again, Hayfork. Don't panic. Hey, what you do need to do is plug. ask for the things that you need. And uh, hopefully people out there uh, can hear <laughs> this message and are happy to, to help you. Who are the people like you are listening to this message as well. So like, the, the, and, and this isn't just this podcast. There's a ton of other places that I've heard this kind of information that all across the world there are these, these little uh, community networks that are going on. So again, if you need things, please ask somebody to help you buy them. Ask somebody to help you get a little stash to sit on so that you don't have to bother them every week so that you've got a little bit prepared for for you know the, the worst case scenario because I mean honestly getting a little bit real with you guys uh, This pandemic scares me a little bit, but I'm not gonna fucking panic and we're gonna get into that a little bit Well, and there's also things that you could do as a like um, If you are stockpiling and like I did uh, I made sure to get a big variety and to go to different places, not to like just go to one aisle and take everything in my car and just leave. Well, and also the point of stockpiling, I would say, is, is that we stockpile things because we want to be able to provide. We want to have our cup runneth over, if you will. And you can't give from an empty cup. And so if you are one of these people that has a little bit extra supplies, I would encourage you to, to you know look in your community and see if there are people who need you. Um, to, to, to help donate, to, to help run groceries, to do anything, get, get medications. You know, there's a bunch of people out there that are really sensitive to this issue. So before we continue, I just wanted to say that. Now, under the things that you should not do, what is also inadvisable is purchasing anything named like quote survival bucket. <laughs> now there's Fucking a website. Jim Baker, man. There's a website <laughs> called the Health Ranger Store. And it's run by the guy who created naturalnews.com. Now, naturalnews.com, the owner, Mike Adams, has been in a lot of fucking hot water <laughs> for a lot of his lies. We're not going to touch on that, but you can look it up. He's, he's kind of a grifting ass. So did Jim Baker and Timothy Leah. Which we're, we're going to get to. <laughs> okay, like, like, to. they're my favorite yeah. like, con artist religious group yeah. in the world. So one thing, one thing I want to address before we continue <laughs> is that... Uh, is is that uh, something that natural news touts um, is that heavy metals in your body uh, need to be removed, which they definitely do. Heavy metals can lead to Alzheimer's and a bunch of cognitive things. But your body also naturally processes this stuff via your liver and kidneys. And detoxing doesn't boost the efficiency of your kidneys and your liver. So I wanted to say that before I read you guys... This sweet little thing. Bro, there are like seven people in this town that are going to jump you they tomorrow can, morning. They can jump me as much statement. as they want to. <laughs> Natural News is Mike Adams has a survival bucket that you can buy for only $289. That doesn't well, include pennies. shipping. 
compared to the street value of toilet paper. Its description is one that will surely get your attention. <laughs> Quote, the majority of emergency storable foods on the market today are filled with pesticides, GMOs, MSG, heavy metals, and heavily processed ingredients. But should an emergency storable food be loaded with nutrition rather than poison? Both of those words are in, in capital letters, so I have to say it like that. Well, I knew. The Ranger Bucket Organic Emergency Storable Food Supply, which is a, a fucking catchy Ranger name. Bucket? Yeah, the, yeah. Well, Mike Adams touts himself as the, the health ranger, and so it's called the Ranger Bucket because he's, My, he's here to look after your health. My friend used to have a dog named Ranger. He was a shit. He'd run away. So again, the incredibly catchy, the incredibly catchy name, the Ranger Bucket Organic Emergency Storable Food Supply, is the world's first emergency food supply that's certified organic and laboratory verified. All of the food items are organic, non-GMO, laboratory tested for heavy metals, and completely free of chemical ingredients such as MSG or preservatives. First ever, aside from like the million years people were like storing food to survive. <laughs> so I, I also want to whatever know, it was on, on the Natural News me. website that I I just play a doctor on TV. <laughs> the Natural News website that I went to and, and the link that I clicked on, the Natural News website had this description, which I thought was a little suspicious. It says, all the products it contains are organic, non-GMO, low heavy metals, comma, pure <laughs> and clean. Well, what with chemtrails and all. Yeah. Well, I, I think if I want a, a, a food that lasts for, like, generations, I want it to be beans. preserved. Yeah. Uh, with preservatives. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and so, again, I want to repeat the part that said, um, like, in, in his way of, like, sell, like, one of his selling points is all the food items are organic, non-GMO, laboratory tested for heavy metals. But also, they're low heavy metals. So, yeah, I just so so like if you are concerned, which I think you should be about having heavy metals in your system, detoxing them from your body. You know, we could talk about that later. But the idea is that if you're looking to not get heavy metals in your system, and you're going to places like NaturalNews.com for them, you have to understand when you buy their products, you're getting heavy metals in you. <laughs> and so it's the exact same. It's the exact opposite of what they're trying to talk about. Like that, you will get heavy metals in you if you eat this person's product. <laughs> So uh, and that's yeah, what you and that's what's stop. turning the frogs gay. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> stop saying heavy metal though, because I can't stop thinking about the movie metal. Or or the South Park episode with the with with the cat <laughs> scent. So so whatever that. Was. Oh yeah, the, the cat this one where they're like it's not one his. way ticket to Vanna. <laughs> they're kind of boobatorial. <laughs> no. Now, you never even see her boobs anyway. Now, nat natural, new <laughs> nat natural News, it's, the natural news's ranger buckets have two different varieties of buckets. One can buy bucket A or bucket B. This guy's such a douche. Why are we plugging the fuck out of his product? Oh, because it's, it's just really good. Cause, uh, and, and I'm going to get to, I'm going to get to something here in a minute. I, I just, I honestly just can't believe the audacity of some of these fucking grifting assholes that I just, I really wanted to highlight this. So the bucket, said, don't make it political. The, the bucket, a, <laughs> the bucket, <laughs> the A bucket itself has 193 servings of food. Amazing. And uh, in it are a variety of hard to find products. And I say that sarcastically, such as organic garbanzo beans, organic lentils, organic jasmine rice, organic almonds, just to name a few. 
Things Bucky, you can just stockpile. You can just right? buy them at the store. <laughs> and if you're concerned about like health and like non-GMOs, go to the health food store. Like, I like meal prep stuff yeah. like that. Not just like, hey, this is a big bag of lentils that I put yeah. in a well, and that's what bucket. It seems, like. it seems like it's a meal prep bucket rather than a survival bucket. So, <clears throat> um, Yeah, I expect a survival bucket to have like seeds and a gun inside. Yeah. Well, bucket B with 264 <laughs> servings boasts Himalayan salt. Chia seeds, yellow popcorn. And it's G36. Also, and it's also got quinoa, black beans, pinto beans, coconut sugar, and, quote, freeze-dried yellow miso. No fish hooks <laughs> and fishing line. Now, I wanted just not for the survival bucket. Well, and, and if you're... not fish hooks, it's not a survival bucket. And if you're a true survivalist, one, one thing that you're going to focus on is, like, the do-it-yourself aspect of survivalism. You're going to want to do all this stuff yourself. So if you can buy a survival bucket, what's fucking stopping you from making a survival bucket? Give I did a, a little a bit fish. of research. <laughs> Give a man a fish, teach a man a fish. So and with a little bit of math, and uh, though my numbers are slightly off, you can basically buy the whole thing and do it for do it yourself for about two hundred dollars, about a hundred dollars less than what he's touting it for. It would come with five, not two pounds of quinoa, azuki, pinto, and four pounds of black beans. So for a near total price of about one hundred ninety four or one hundred ninety dollars and forty one cents before tax, you can make your own. Now, what I'm proposing here is simple. Just do it yourself. And I want to, uh, I'm going to read to you guys just a little DIY. bit. DIY. Like, like, so I found one pound of Himalayan pink salt for about $7. About a pound of chia seeds for four and a half. Some 20 ounce of organic popcorn for about six and a half dollars. Uh, the cocoa sugar is five and a half dollars. Five pounds of quinoa is $24. <laughs> Five pounds of azuki beans, which in their bucket, they give you two pounds of quinoa and two pounds of basically all, the, all these kind of protein-rich stuff. So again, you're getting a fucking deal buying this, making, buying this make, make it at home bucket. Five pounds of azuki beans, 25. Pinto beans, five pounds, about 28. Uh, or, organic flax at five pounds is, is $20. 700 grams of freeze-dried miso powder is about $41. Black beans, you know, and, and I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but the idea is that you could buy a bucket for five bucks and you get basically twice, twice as much food for making it at home <laughs> with $200. So again, don't panic and don't let people sell you stuff based upon your fear. So, so really, you're getting you could get the same value as the bucket for about a hundred bucks. Yeah, more or less. Versus two, but you don't yeah, get the dollars. spackle bucket of Bibles well, that you get with. It. We're gonna get to that too because there's uh, a little bit of that wait out there a as well. <laughs> Plot twist. No, no, let's get right to that point. Uh, again, Spackle bucket of Bibles, Joe? Oh, man. Now I'm intrigued. Yeah. Wait, are the, is the bucket you spackled want to be or are the Bibles spackled? Band? Spackle bucket filled okay. with Bibles. Okay, because I'm only going to buy it if it's spackled Bibles. So not only do you, by doing it yourself, not only, you, not only do you get the security and satisfaction of making these survival buckets, but your money is going to a grocery store. Not somebody who is literally using fear to make their profit. Most of these people are really, really nice people. And that's the point. I.e. the people who are you know, going, going to stores and prepping and stocking up and stuff like that. So if you live in a state of fear, fear of anything, somebody out there will want to exploit you. They can find your fear and pry against it to make you pliable. They'll seem helpful and kind, and you'll be interested in exactly the product that they're selling. 
As an example, if you live in fear, you won't be able to store food adequately for the coming months or so. The people who will prey on you will say reassuring things. They're the modern day snake oil salesman. They've got a product for that which you fear. And that's what you need to be aware of. There's an AARP article that I found pretty interesting <laughs> called Coronavirus Scams Spread as Fraudsters, love the name, Fraudsters Follow the Headlines. The byline, which is amazing. The byline reads, be wary of people pushing products or stocks that promise a cure. And I think it's just, it's, it's fucking brilliant the way they wrote it. I think it's especially excellent because it, it says what I may be failing to convey, that people are out there who are trying to prey upon your fear and trying to get you to buy stuff because you're scared of things. So being wary is helpful. Being suspicious of somebody's intentions is helpful. So yeah, people will try to soothe, soothe your fears with, with solutions, not scary. They're not, not like, that's not predatory or scary. Somebody may offer you easy, uh, easy access to cheap food. That is, that's not a scam. It just seems friendly. The point is, is trusting isn't inherently a bad idea during this time. And from what I've seen, trust can, has been helping many communities dig themselves out of the dire situations. What I'm pointing out is snake oil salesmen and charlatans. All these people are charming, resourceful, and they will prey on your fears if you let them. <clears throat> so an interesting thing about the AARP article is the small list they've compiled of the companies that the FTC and FDA have sent warning letters to. Joe, you're going to like this part. Okay. These warning letters have been sent to those companies that are selling you products that prevent or treat coronavirus, which they, <laughs> they obviously don't, <laughs> don't fucking do. Um, one of the websites they sent a letter to was Jim Baker of Woo! the Jim Baker Show. Yeah. Now, Tammy I, Lee, man. And, and I'm a curious man, and I hadn't really <laughs> understood a whole lot about Jim Baker before doing this podcast. So I kind of wanted oh, to just, I just wanted to dive into the webpage a little bit and kind of take a look around. Oh, he's a beautiful, beautiful man. So it takes a literal second to find this quote on Wikipedia. And they're pretty good at compiling more or less general information that it's just readily available. So this quote I fucking love. James Orson Baker, or Jim Baker, is an American televangelist, entrepreneur, and convicted fraudster. Damn straight. He was in jail for a while. <laughs> Tammy Lee stood by him. <laughs> and guys, it doesn't get better. <laughs> On his website, there's an absolute shitload of things to look at. And since I didn't know much about Jim Baker, but I can guess from televangelist, <laughs> entrepreneur, and convicted convicted fraudster, you know what's gonna what fraudster. I'm gonna find. I, I wanted to explore. It's like the lamest gangster. Ever. Yeah, I wanted to. <laughs> hey, I'm fraudster. And, see, and, and for that reason, yeah. I wanted to explore who, who he is a little bit. So I dove into his website's book section. Again, didn't know anything about the man. I know a fuckload about him now. <laughs> Uh, At least quote, what he wants you to know. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> a, quote from, a quote from his website. Most of us think God is not concerned with what we eat, but the Bible actually offers great insight and instruction about the effects of food on our body. In the book that they're selling, Let Food Be Your Medicine, Dr. Col Colbert introduces a revolutionary sugar detox Colbert. method. I'm pretty sure it's Colbert, but I'm going to go with Colbert because they don't deserve the French pronunciation. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Colbert <laughs> introduces a revolutionary sugar detox method combined with an anti-inflammatory form of the modified Mediterranean diet that's resolved a broad spectrum of diseases, including diabetes, heart disease, dementia, cancer, and osteoarthritis. Yeah, who doesn't know that 
Alcohol and olives is good for you. Just imagine <laughs> understanding. How, well, it's not all. We'll get to that here in a second. Just imagine how understanding how food. Uh, just imagine understanding how food alone can produce oh, mental clarity, food. balanced weight, and longevity. This includes meal uh, meal plans and recipes. That beautiful gem. <laughs> Jesus meal plan. That, that beautiful gem of. Uh, <laughs> Teach a man to fish. <laughs> the beautiful gem of what I can assume is the synopsis from um, from Mr. Colbert's book is from the book Keto Zone Diet. <laughs> That's the Mediterranean diet they're talking. <laughs> so keto also gives you ketoacidosis, which is terrible. So be mindful about your dietary preferences. Um, it also contains the first annual Defender Conference in 2019, which is a four <laughs> a four DVD set. It contains two books, Bad Moon Rising and The Gods of the Final Kingdom. Bad Moon Rising is a list of things under, again, what I assume is a brief overview of the book. It's it appears not to just, about werewolves? It, it, it wasn't it, written by Neil Young? Honestly, it appears to just absolutely shit on Islam. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense, actually. It, oh. it, contains it always comes back to it that. It contains within its pages the answer to, quote, why Islam is the supernatural equivalent of a corporate merger. <laughs> it also highlights, quote, <laughs> <laughs> it also it also <laughs> it also highlights quote Islam's tragic role in the end times and it again quoting draws on peer reviewed academic research <laughs> but we're also going to get what into what else baker is going to sell you here in just a minute cuz i've been informed by our producer mr Sean it's time for a, a nice little break right or we got f- we, yeah, we got uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Time for a little, a <laughs> All little right. intermission. All right, so I go. I hope you guys are enjoying this as much as I am because oh, this has too. been so much fun. I didn't know we were getting into like, yeah, the Baker, it, it's the really, Baker world. It's getting really oh, bad. Yeah. <laughs> and so we'll be back in about five, ten minutes or so. Um, you guys listening at home, thank you for participating. I hope any or all of this information is helpful. Get um, a snack. Get a snack. Get a drink. I know we're probably going to get both, and we're Break. out. Woo. Thank you for tuning in to Black Sheep and Bad Apples. We'll be right back after this short musical break.
Set this world free. 
talking about there's this very interesting man jim baker who is a uh, televangelist and co- uh, oh, grifters are that interesting yeah he was con- <laughs> a convicted fraudist which is or fraudster which is fraudster. one of my new favorite yeah. words Lame but mob. Baker also sells his own brand of survival buckets. <laughs> Damn straight, <laughs> Which is the long point that I wanted to get to. Ooh, Joe. I know I, I went a little bit away from our main topic, but I, 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 I just want to show you guys really that Jim Baker is a wholesome and religious man. But he also sells August, uh, Augustin Farms 30-day Fiesta buckets. <laughs> yes. I'll take two. I feel yeah, like that's yeah. just queso. In the immortal words of Blinken, I'll take two. <laughs> Which, uh, it, it, according to the description of what the product is, it quote has all the fixins to prepare uh, to, to prepare uh, 100 delicious Mexican food favorites for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> and so again, it has eggs in it. Yeah, it does. It's got oh, eggs. It's eggs? got a bunch of like salsa and stuff in it too. I think they're all dehydrated soy products. It's it's crazy and dairy. So washed uh, eggs don't keep. Again, again, the point being is that I, I just want people to understand that your fear can actually be something that's profitable for other people. And since fear will always find us, whether it's caused by religious end of days, apocalypse, or pandemic, we have to be prepared to just sit with it, which is actually what is recommended. So here, we're going to talk a little bit about fear. Our fear will be a constant companion with us throughout hard times and throughout our entire lives. Our fear can give way to panic, and so staying calm, is conscious, uh, staying calm and conscious is essential. Sitting with your fears can be helpful in allowing conscious, uh, a conscious acknowledgement of them. It's recommended that you sit with your fears for two or three minutes. Grab a hold of the thought, the fear, and sit with it. Remind yourself that this is fear. It's an emotion. And like every emotion, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. Fear will leave us as once happiness had left. And happiness will return, just like fear. These feelings are ebbs and flows. And we can simply acknowledge that once one is done feeling their fear, that they can do other things. And so what you should do is sit with your fear for two to three minutes. And sit there and... Embrace it. Fucking, yeah, just ruminate in it. But then also do something very nurturing and self-loving afterwards, because that's very essential. Something enjoyable. Well, you got to pop that comfort, uh, comfort zone to be able be to get a bigger comfort zone later on. Yeah. And, and so we also have to ask ourselves <laughs> like questions like, why is this fear here? What is my anxiety teaching me? Psychom.com uses this brilliant phrase. And I just, I, 
I love it so much. Remind yourself that your anxiety is a storehouse of wisdom. Pretty, pretty, pretty potent words, I think. Your anxiety mm. is teaching you something that you've already learned, and it's trying to teach you to prepare for it. Right. Sean, you're, you only have... you're only afraid of things that you recognize as being dangerous. Exactly, yeah. If you don't recognize that there's something dangerous about it, like the, the innocence of children is also the danger of them because yeah. they don't recognize the dangers in, in the world. That's why, like, little kids run out into the street and... Yeah, you know what I mean. And like, like one of your that's where you're shouldn't this? be running out of toilet paper. I'm just saying these are all Come learned. On. They're all learned responses to think about a, outside stimulus of some sort or another. You're not born with an innate um, fear of traffic, you know, or yeah. COVID. And and so we have to remember that like COVID. Fuck. I just love Raven so much. <laughs> I know, I say Corvid all the time, too. Um, we have to remember that, like, panic, anxiety, fear, all this stuff, it's, these, are all, these are all the things that we can control, more or less, that can help us not reaction by to a rumor about toilet paper, to not cause mass hysteria or participate in it. Or so you it, could be like a hay fork and be the bidet of the rest of the world and not be a part a of it at all. <laughs> I just I just go down to the creek and I just poop in the creek and then wash my body. Oh, don't do that. Poop well, outside the creek, uh, creek and then wash yourself in the creek. I thought they said they put that pamphlet out to poop in the creek. I so, think it's like four steps away, at least. <laughs> just up to Oh, yeah, serious spot. stuff. <laughs> Pandemic. So, <laughs> so as I mentioned, psycom.com. Uh, Don't panic. Um, they also recommend appreciating your courage. I say this Mine. all the time, but the adage of a 10,000-mile journey starts with a single step. Um, oh, I lost my place. Scrolled, scrolled too much. There it is. Wait. 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 Where did it, where, where'd it go? Lost it. Catch it. Here we go. Throw that line back out there. Oh, get it. Get yeah. it. Get it. Okay. Let out. All right. All right. Now reel oh, it in. Wait. Tense in the line. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Play that with that. it a little. Jigger. 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 Uh, all right. We're good. Pull. So, you talking about ten thousand mile journeys? A ten thousand mile journey starts with a single step. So, I want you guys listening to be proud for starting, if even if it's literally just small beans starting to prepare, taking that first step towards responsibly prepping, towards providing for your community. Remember that it starts with that Baby single steps. step. Little steps, yeah. Adding to that statement, I'd also like people to acknowledge that if you've gone 5,000 miles on your 10,000 mile journey, don't sit and be upset with how far you still have to go. Remember to acknowledge and appreciate and notice how far you've already come and how much hard work you've put into this project already. Yes, we have a long, long way to go. But I think it's, especially in these times, it, it's really important to appreciate how far we've come. Because, for instance, not anybody that I know has gotten polio in the last <laughs> 100 years. You know what I mean? Or 70 years, whatever it is. I know. I actually dated someone who had polio. Really? Yeah. I didn't. It's yep. still around? Did she have the walkers? Occasionally no. it No, happens. but um, one of her legs was slightly shorter than the other one, and... Um, like her right arm would suffer from like this kind of palsy thing ah. occasionally, but like, huh. it wasn't really noticeable. Yeah. And, and, um, 
pretty sure she was adopted. She had her as an infant and then was adopted uh, and then came came to the States. Yeah, so rough. Family was like, this kid ain't right, and put her up, and then she was adopted, and then they sent her to the U.S. That's Jesus. Ooh. I'm not going to say that's exactly what I was thinking, but it was like right on the line. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm going like, to I'm gonna take the reins here again, guys, because yeah, yeah, this has gone off the I mean, I can throw that hardcore, line out there, catch it. Like, I, I, I wouldn't like, say that I would agree with that sentiment at all, but. But I'm just like, shit. Like. So, yes, we still have a long way to go, but again, let's appreciate how far we've come. Because of that is being kind to yourself. <clears throat> And if all that fails, I want you guys to think of Frank Herbert's book, Dune. I knew it was going <laughs> to fucking come to this. It is, it fear is, is the mind killer. I knew you were going to do this fear, to us. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. So we've talked about how all the fear about wiping your own ass has started. I've listed, listed different places and different times where the panic buying has all started. We've also talked about fear-based propaganda and snake oil salesmen. We've, we've talked about televangelists and, and all this different stuff. And, and at this point, I just want to say, like, rely on your community and trust and have faith that things are going to get a little better. Yeah, and that's... that's- that's, kind of, it, that's, that's easy. Written. That's easy for us to say at a place that has a close knit small community. Imagine that for like being in a city or places well, there, there where are like, like networks going on in like L.A. and San Francisco. And like, I'm sure there's tons, yeah, there's but tons. like like it, there's so many people though. You kind of like I, I could just see getting like kind of lost in the crowd there. It's kind of hard to make like like a personal connection in your community in a place like that. Yeah. Like, and so. Also, to answer the question I posited at the, the top of the, the episode, why can't I wipe my own ass? It's because we're all fucking panic buying. And the other thing you guys can do, like, you guys can just just fucking wash your ass in a shower. Buy yeah, a bidet. Right? Be one of those fancy <laughs> assholes that's like, hey, you guys, I'm classy and I've got a bidet. You're not fancy anymore. You don't even need a new thing. It attaches right to the uh, the water source of your toilet. It's like like uh, like two screws that you have to take off and put back on. Yeah. And then you have a bidet. Yeah, and it's it, like for other God, than the old God sock God method, that's the best option. Well, just wash the sock every time after you're done. You, well, you can't flush the thing anyway. <laughs> just just hand wash yeah. it. So buy brown or With black soap. socks from now on. <laughs> And, and yeah, I never understand why people wear white underwear. Yeah, oh, that was a weird decision to start or out. Socks. <laughs> one, of, one of my other notes that I put. I in wear here. white socks because they were cheap, so I bought them. Yeah, me too. You know what I mean? I think that's also why they sell white I'm socks. Wearing white socks just to, now. Yeah, me black, too. Sure. They, they sell white socks just to, socks. just so that they get dirty, and you're like, these are gross, and you have to buy more socks. I'm pretty sure that's just a conspiracy well, uh, theory. But, uh, though. It's Dude, also I had a, I had a buddy well, what who, happened, who would uh, only wear white socks, and he would only wear brand new white socks, and he would never wash his socks. He would just buy dollar, a new pair every do, time, like like bodega dollar package of socks. 
Jesus and he spent 50 Christ. cents a day on socks and he just wore them once and threw them away and he was always putting these well that's crazy but yeah well he was not a sane person so <laughs> well it, i mean it, it's just changed recently i think it was like five years ago there was a different type of uh, ink though. in black socks and like it would bleed more and like you would get like uh, like if you had like uh, cuts and stuff like you it, it, like there was like a leg I don't know if it was an urban legend if it was real or not but like you would never want to bleed with black socks because it would like like bleed into your skin and like I remember hearing that and then what? like just recently that they really changed there he is, uh, there he is. <laughs> a lot of that oh, I bet everybody was really confused as so, to yeah, why this, they this were is just starting in the halfway of the story <laughs> we're new at this. Ish. So another thing I want to bring up too is uh, I don't mean to Welcome cut you off, Joe. Job. I don't but know what I was talking about. When I was with socks, <laughs> when I was working for, well, see, uh, before I get to my next point, one thing I want to mention is that if we all start wiping our asses with socks, oh, there's going to be a panic buying of socks, and I'll be damned if I can't buy toilet paper or socks. <laughs> so don't fucking use socks. Why do you need Did, more socks though? I, I honestly, you I'm, just need I'm the really one low sock. On, no, I'm really low on socks. You, how many one socks do you have? Right, just wipe your ass with the one sock that doesn't have another pair, yeah, and wash that I shit off. Any, I don't have any like other. Well, just as soon as you're done, you I've, put it right I've, on the I've, shower, uh, like the the shower thing, and just turn that on and let it wash out for a while. You know what? I'm just gonna skip to what I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I do want to address too is that there's like leaves and plants, like mullen. Mullen's when I, great. When yeah. I worked for the California Conservation Corps, the CCC, we literally called it nature's charmin. So like it's there's nice that fluffy. it's soft. It's fluffy, yeah. it's soft, it's like it's does it's a better like job wiping your ass with a bunny rabbit. It's like wiping your ass. Tears easier rabbit. though. Yeah. yeah. Well, this has been our live stream of Black Sheep and Bad Apples. How are you guys feeling about the story that I told you? You guys very are you guys surprised that Johnny Carson started most of this? Not at all. Nah. <laughs> nah. That was my prediction when I started. <laughs> Not at all. Oh, some media guy was sensationalizing something and then people panicked. Not surprised. Mm, yeah, sounds pretty uh, typical throughout the ages of quite a bit of our history. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of a given that it's just going to happen again, and we just have to, after the toilet paper shortage, buy more toilet paper because there's going to be another toilet paper See, shortage. I'm sure <laughs> it's, it's just a weird like epidemic where it's. I kind of find it like hysterical but amusing and interesting at the same time because, <laughs> oh, is the stock market crashing? Are we doing bailouts? Yes and that. But there's also all this other economy that's taking advantage of this right Like now. the economy of literally watching your own ass? Like the toilet paper industry, let's just say for a really easy example, is going to be funded right now based on the fact that people are Charmin buying... about out. to have a come up. Yeah, yeah the executives exactly. got like $250,000 bonuses. The only stock's not tanking there's, for the there's, paper companies. Like, uh, you know, the pul- it's, it'll really be the pulp production companies. Whoever, it, yeah, whatever massive like, forestry it's company It like, turn, turns out whoever had their hands in the forest or the lumber the industry is really <laughs> profiting right now, but you don't see it. Yeah, Just like uh, whoever funded... You know, building campaigns for wars across seas type of shit, and you know, different episode type of mm-hmm. stuff. But it's like right now the the paper industry, or the lumber, the tissue paper. However, you root that back to like the actual base economy of where that money is coming from is boosting, and maybe we don't see some of those things right now. 
Maybe it's like we're just worried about getting to work. Oh, we don't have work, paying rent. Oh, toilet paper's getting low. We only got five cases in our shed right now. And like, it feels like the world's encroaching in on you, too. But meanwhile, there's some some corporation owned by a CEO that's really just boosting their like, damn, making really bang. glad that I own Sierra Pacific because California, one of the largest lumber industries in the United States, is just banking off the fact they got to open up a whole bunch more crops oh, yeah. right now to make sure we keep up with this supply and demand. So we're, we're saying that the, the Charmin bear created this virus. Uh, I, mean, I would say bear... Smokey the bear contributed significantly, but it's definitely the Charmin does bear. Does a bear okay. shit in the woods? Uh, if does he, he need toilet, toilet paper? paper when he shits? <laughs> That's the real question. Is like, well, no. Why do the Charmin bears need toilet paper then? They don't. But Americans do. <laughs> That's what they're doing in those bathrooms, the like creating viruses. Well, anyway, I, I do want to end this this episode <laughs> That's saying. That's the moral of the story. I want to end this episode saying that you guys, uh, you guys listening, the best thing that you can do is contribute to your community. And if that means that you can sanitize literally everything you touch and go get groceries and medicine for the elder generation and the immunocompromised, please do that. If that means staying at home, just please do that. Uh, whatever you can do to contribute to the welfare and benefit of your communities and to make sure that we, as as small communities that make up this nation, can survive, just just really have that in your hearts and minds because the people around you are the ones that are really going to take care of you. If your nurse gets sick uh, because you didn't wash your hands, that's really fucked up of, of, of somebody around there, probably the nurse. Um, if, if the truck driver gets sick because you're shaking his hand constantly, he can't deliver these Stop new toilet paper rolls and stuff on everybody. like that. The point being is that if we all wash our fucking hands and stay indoors, just shelter in place as much as we can, what we're going to do is we're going to make this thing a little better Hypocrite. than the disaster I, that it's probably going to end up being. Yeah, I kind of disagree I mean, with the shelter <laughs> in place. i like, got to be we honest. All, being that, being we are that, all a good distance from each other, and we're all using our own microphones. But we are actually not. four to six. This is and, amazing. And, and we're I don't coming. go anywhere but here and home. But we're yeah, all so going from great. a home location, so I want to like... I almost want to tame down this hysteria is like, don't be too worried about uh, every day. People got to go to the grocery store and they, there's a grocery store being uh, supplied with five, six, Grocery'd. seven to 10 employees that you got to stand in line next to three to four to five other people. And it's not considered social distancing because it's a necessity, but how many people go to the grocery store because they just really, really want to buy a block of cheese so they can hopefully run into somebody or say hi to the register clerk? Oh, I'm buying and, a block of cheese just because I want to eat that block of cheese for dinner. But quite a few people go to the grocery store to just talk to the meat cutter, just to talk to the lady that's at the register, just to do all these social things. And it's like, well, you can't shut that down. So if social distancing means like... What do we got to do? Start making lines at the grocery store only two people at a time, and we only got three employees on they staff. Well, right I mean, we're, 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 social, we're, small group, we're small <laughs> group social primates at the end of the day. Like, the idea of us being totally alone in our own space is, is a little insane. Like, I think it's going to turn spent, us telepathic. I spent, a week, I spent a week by myself, and I don't think I've ever been right since. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. <laughs> This has been too much time alone. You're gonna, you're just gonna have a little bit of disruption in your mind. So it's like, yeah, I like the social distancing thing, but also social distance to an awareness. Like we all have families. A, a gang is considered a family if you want to take it to that level, where they're still gonna gang? get together. You want, you can't call a motorcycle club a gang, 
but they're going to they're going to continue having their meetings and I don't care about social distancing it's about fucking operating and stuff like that fuck hobo johnson fuck hobo yeah. johnson yeah so uh, I'm just going <laughs> to go ahead and end this podcast with a positive note and saying that if you can contribute to the world, please do. we got to make this place a little bit better than when we found it. And uh, we're all in this together. It's it's all about no, four. No, it's all you guys are today. It's four to six feet. <laughs> I don't believe any of you. Wash your fucking hands and don't sneeze on other people. It's been Black Sheep and Bad Apples with Why Can't I Wipe My Own Ass? Thanks. Thanks for joining us.